Welcome back to the Redefining Anger podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Roy, a self-motivated force turned recovering perfectionist. After experiencing the traumatic and sudden loss of my father, turning to anger as a form of protection while living in a state of survival, and facing the wake-up call that I needed nearly two years later, I found community and began a journey of growth and deep internal healing. I'm on a mission to normalize feeling. I believe that getting quiet with yourself and really feeling what needs to be felt is the key to building a relationship of trust and self-respect with yourself. I created this space to vulnerably share my journey with you, how I'm learning to navigate life after loss, and how feeling alive and abundant is still possible. I believe in the power of sharing our stories, and my hope is that my story can empower you to navigate yours. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, I have a very special guest on the show today, Kristen Snyder. Kristen and I know each other from the coaching community that we are both a part of. We are both mentors inside of the community together, and we connected on our commonality of, you know, anger deeply defining or having such a huge part of our stories. And Kristen has agreed to come on the show and vulnerably share her story with all of you today. Kristen is a CFO, a mentor, an activator. She is the author of The Energy Currency, coming in 2024, and the proud owner of Healy, the maker of wearable devices for holistic health, well-being, and vitality. She is passionate about helping organizations with financial crisis management, amplifying financial freedom through mindset, financial skills, and energy awareness. In this episode, Kristen opens her heart and courageously shares her story of anger and resentment, how she blamed herself for being abandoned as a young child, and how she has turned that belief around. Good morning, Kristen. Welcome to Redefining Anger. I'm so excited to have you here today and to have uh, this conversation with you. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for inviting me to speak with you this morning, Kim. Really happy. Yes, absolutely. So I know that you and I are from the same community. We are within the same coaching community. And we um, both have some unique journeys. And I'd love for you to tell uh, the listeners today a little bit about yourself, where you come from, whatever you're comfortable sharing, and um, just kind of share a little bit about your story. Absolutely. Um, and I shared with you, actually, what I was interested in, a little bit of writing that I've been working on. Um, I haven't shared some of these thoughts with really anyone, but I um, have found in my journey, I call it sacred writing that it's really supported me on my journey to continue to just write my story over and over and over again until that place of releasing the story, right? So like, I'm at this point now in my life where I am not my story and that's why I'm here, like mm-hmm. able to share with you today because I've, I've honored that journey and I've come back to it again and again and again. And it's something that I hold space on and share and teach women. Um, in our community, um, a lot of the graduates of mastery um, still connect on Boxer and uh, in a community where we hold sacred space and hold safe space for each other. 
because the work never stops, right? You can learn these tools and life happens and then you need to delve into the tools again, right? So it never ends. Um, So my personal journey um, is unique. Um, I come from a background of childhood trauma. I was abandoned by my birth mother at a very young age. Um, And that was only something that I really started to address and accept in my 40s, which still, like, I'm only 42, but I still to this day, I'm like, how did it take me so long to face my fears, right, with this issue, this thing that I carried with me my entire life? And of course, it was the birth of my own daughter, right? She's seven years old now, but like Heather says with our community, right? It cracks me open, right? It really forces you to look at your shit when you're a parent. Well, here it was, I'm, I'm becoming a parent and I myself was not parented, right? So that um, was a really challenging thing to overcome. And that, even that, the way I'm framing that, right? I had it in my mind that I can't do this. Like, I'm not good enough. I don't know how to do this. I'm never going to know how to do it. Like, I just, like, frame myself as this victim of circumstance, right? But when you kind of looked at the bigger picture and the beauty of it, the beauty of it was that I had a daughter that I had convinced myself only two years before she was born that I was barren, that I could not have children. In fact, my first marriage of 12 years, it was, that was the issue, right? We couldn't have children. And I just, I was so ashamed of that as a woman that I just like surrendered. It was almost like giving up in that moment. So for her to like be born and brought into this world in this like beautiful, loving way was, hey, it was so healing for me. It was like something I needed to experience and go through, but it was so beautiful. But yet here I am with this shadow of shame and guilt and not good enoughness. And trying to cross that journey and understand, like, why is this all happening to me, right? And so slowly, as I kind of went through that path, I understood this was happening. This was happening for me, right? Right, right. For you rather than to you. I get to experience this. And I get to learn how to be a mother for the first time, even though I myself was not mothered. And as soon as I crossed that path and made that connection, it was like the floodgates opened. I was like, I get it. Like, I'm suddenly, I get, I get it all. But it's, you know, I, t- I still don't take it for granted either. Like, it was not an easy path, right? And that, that victimhood that I sat in and for so long allowed me to uh, build sort of like this, um, these relationships around me where I continue to be the victim. Right. Right. And, and, and I'm sorry, go ahead, Kristen. You had a thought. No, it's like, it's like, and I still didn't learn my lesson, right. In that moment, but it was like the anger. So that's why I love, like when you just like offered this conversation, I was like, yes, it was the anger that finally got me out of my victimhood and helped me stand in my power. Right. And so the beautiful thing about anger, right, it's like you get to experience that for yourself too. Right. 
is absolutely wrong with yes. you. That's exactly why. Mm-hmm. And when you accept that and you accept that your anger is there to tell you something to keep you safe, but it's also there to t- communicate with you. And you start to listen to that and then just accept and lean into that anger, right? There's nothing a mad, angry woman cannot do, right? Right. <laughs> right. That and that's what they say. It's how you use it. When it shows up, it's how, it's how you use that anger. Yeah. 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 And yeah, and just the other part of my story was, you know, and part of the reason I was attracted to my husband is like he struggled with PTSD. Right. And he was like, I was like the rescuer. I was like, oh, let me help you. Only we didn't have the language really to understand like what was going on. It was reactive. Right. It was in the moment. It was, I'm the victim. You're the abuser. And we're going to play this game back and forth. And we're going to feed off each other's anger. Right. And that's, yeah, I was, I was saying to you, it was like, you have to recognize when the anger is not your own. Right. Right. And it took me a long time to understand that all of these experiences that I had in this journey was really just me being a really sensitive person to the energy of others. Right. And picking up on that and feeling that. So yeah, with my husband, of course, I was feeling his anger. Of course. Yeah. We Holding were it in and, and you were, and you were carrying it. I was carrying it and I had no awareness of the energetic boundary that it requires to live and support someone with PTSD. I had no clue. No clue. Yeah. And I learned the hard way, quite frankly. My husband learned the hard way because what happens when you know, those two facets of anger just like continue to explode, right? And they, it erupts and explodes and you can no longer ignore it because everyone yeah. around you can no longer ignore it either. Yeah, absolutely. And Kristen, you mentioned, so there's so much here that I'd love to unpack with you. You mentioned, um, you know, with your husband, that one of the reasons you were attracted to him with the PTSD, and then you 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 were kind of playing that rescue role. Do you think, in a way, from the childhood um, that you had with your mother abandoning you, and the experiences that you had up until the point that you married your husband, you were kind of looking to like kind of fill a void. So where perhaps you weren't cared for, like you needed to be cared for, you were looking to provide that somewhere else for someone else. Yeah, because it it was like a lack of love. Like you're you believe that that was love, right? That you're you're mm-hmm. trying to fill that that heart void with someone else, quite frankly, right. or something else. Yeah, right. I did not know how to fill my own cup. Right, right, and that was the victim mentality. Mm-hmm. No one taught me how to love myself. Yeah. So you were kind of stuck between that victim and that rescuer role where you were trying, yeah, it was, it's a void that you were kind of looking to fill, but you also were never taught how to fill your cup, right? You weren't provided with those experiences, no role models. Um, there were no models any... of anger to understand your yes. experiences of others on this journey. So what yeah. a beautiful gift that we give each other today step up and see 
journey and I'm going to own it. Yes. A hundred percent. And sharing it is so important. I, I value that and in, in being vulnerable and sharing your story. Um, I truly believe that that's where we can begin to heal and it's, it's sharing it to own it, you know, to know, like you said that it doesn't define you. It's not who you are, but it makes up a lot of kind of the woman you're becoming and the journey that you're on now. So you're using it to propel you in a positive direction forward. And so sharing that story, it's, it's owning it, but knowing that it doesn't define you. And then it's also sharing it with others to inspire others and to show others that they're not alone. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's where I come back to. I am not my story. And so when the anger appears today, because it will, because it is a part of me because I am broken uh, because of my experiences and I accept that and I own that, but I don't give it a story today. I allow that to come up and honor it and out and through me. Hi, my anger. It was nice. Thanks for visiting. You can go now. Yes. You're in the driver's seat. So rather than anger controlling you, you accept it when it comes in, recognize it, that it's there and it's probably there for a reason. You can look at it, make friends with it, but also, all right, I'm in the driver's seat. If you want to come along for the ride, you can, but I'm the one, I'm the one in control here. But that's also the power of this community and mentorship in and of itself, because it wasn't until I had that mirror back to me, dealing with all of the anger and the disappointment and the journey of uh, my partnership and my relationship and the shame and the guilt and all the not good enoughness and being in some of being like, Kristen, have you taken the time to honor and to rage against that abandonment of your mother? Because mm-hmm. I knew that that was the lingering issue that I was not willing to carry with me anymore. And I asked for help. And I said, no, I haven't. It's so so important. And what you just said there is so important. Ask for help. Ask for help. That's so important. We are not meant to, to, to be strong and to do this on our own and to carry all of that on by ourselves. We're not meant to. We're not. And the thing, the times when things were worse is when I was not asking for help and I was in that again in that sense of victimhood and aloneness i'm alone in the the floor of my closet crying and no one can help me poor me no you're not alone you can ask for help and there's help out there you might not want to face it you might not want to get the help maybe you like being you like there's a part of you that loves your victim right? It's your, you feel safe there because that's all you've known. Right. And it's when you start tapping into that and you start feeling everything that comes up. Cause when anger kind of is a mask, it's, it's, there is a mask really. You've got all these other emotions inside of you too, that need like are inside of you kind of like crying to be felt and to be let out, but anger is there to protect you. And so when you start chipping away at that and chipping away at that, it does become uncomfortable. Um, Kristen, you said something earlier. You said, when I started realizing that this was happening for me and not to me, can you talk a little bit about those moments and how that's helped you transition 
to the work you're in now. So saying yes to that help, coming inside of the community, working on yourself and kind of how you're using anger now um, to benefit you. Yeah, it wasn't until I probably hit rock bottom, right? And my husband is almost dying and I felt responsible, right? I was responsible in some case for that occurring that I surrendered, right? It was like this, I couldn't do anything else but surrender, right? And it was just like, it wasn't like a come to, I'm not a religious person. It wasn't like, oh God, like help me now. I'm surrendering. It was just like shock and all. And I'm just going to like release it all to whatever's going to happen. I'm going to accept any consequence that comes forth. And then I'm going to ask for help. And I'm not just going to ask one person. I'm going to ask my parents and my brother, and I'm going to ask my a coach, and I'm going to ask my best friend, and I'm going to pull in every single resource because I was so broken at some one point that I, I just I couldn't didn't know what to do. Here I was, like the successful businesswoman, entrepreneur, right, breadwinner, MBA, right, had done all the things, and I I was just like I need help. Yeah. yeah. So working through that, but in the help, the type of help that I got wasn't, oh, let's like feed you and let's like, do this for you. And we're going to give you a place to live and we're going to take care of your child. Like it was the type of help in this community that was, we're going to teach you, Kristen, how yes. to do this on your own, how yes. to love yourself and how to pick yourself up from this place. And that began with acceptance, right? Acceptance. The yeah. mistakes I made in the victimhood. And that's and is that where you started. And not, yeah, it's exactly not feeling that shame. Is that where you started pouring into yourself, Kristen, into that self care? And, and so, would you say that that is just probably step one and the most crucial step in the beginning of a journey is acceptance and then really learning how to receive? But, like you said, not receive in a way that where people do it for you but where you learn how to do it for yourself and that you start valuing yourself. Yeah, exactly. And learning how to do that. It's like starting over, right? Yeah. And so I had, yeah, I was getting all the books, right? I had autoimmune disease and issues. I had anxiety, right? Okay, well, ground yourself and what can I eat and drink and, and do and move my body in a way that's going to lift me out of this place. Right. And at first I had no clues, but reading it from a book and I'm following the script and I'm asking other people how they did it. And then eventually, like I find things that are working, you feel a little bit better and you're like, okay, I'm going to just keep doing this because I have nothing better to do. And I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm going to keep doing it anyway. And then eventually you start to feel a little bit better and a little bit better. And it only grows from there. And, you know, here I am, it's 2023, I started this journey really in 2019 of paying attention to myself and my needs and setting boundaries and taking care of myself. And I'm in a whole new place today than I was in 2019. You, when you look back now, what do you think of when you look back at the Kristen from 2019 to the Kristen you are now? What do you, what do you see? Do you... Yeah. What do you, what do you see? What do you think of when you look back? I just, I just like honor her. I just want to like 
give her a giant hug and love her and just remind her like how much she is loved mm-hmm. because I know I know what it was like to feel alone and when when now I understand that I'm not right I'm not alone in this yeah and I never will be and you have a community around you how would you say because uh, you told me a little bit you shared with me before we started that you were able as a result of this growth and this journey of yours you were able to bring in that freedom inside of your home and that love how would you say you brought that in it sounds like you brought that sense of community and not feeling alone inside your home and you started working more as like co-creating together as a family versus having that anger and resentment against each other yes and that was so much of the work kim was how do i release that part of myself that I thought I was, right? The the career woman, the breadwinner, um, having to be a certain way. I was at one point when I started this journey, I was driving four to six hours a day to commute into Washington, D.C. for my job because wow. I made it. I was an executive. I was going to drive that far every day because that's what you did. That's you right. Know. You had the job, you had the title, you had the car even, right? You, you felt like you had it, had it all, but well, I shouldn't say you felt. You had it all, but there was something missing. Yeah, so it was like, but what was the, you asked about the shift. It was releasing that. Yeah. I am not just the career woman, nor do I need to be defined by, by that. And so getting honest with myself and saying, you know what, four to six hours a day, that's not working for me. Sorry, can't do that anymore. And obviously COVID accelerated that, but I was able to step away from that, like literally took a step away and said, not this. Yeah. And that's so is that I, a, it's a voice you listen to, right? That, that voice inside of you that is telling you, Kristen, not this, not this. And, and you having to set that boundary. Talk a little bit about the discomfort that you felt from from making that transition from career woman and kind of like having hindered on that as defining your worth for a little while to moving out of that and just setting that boundary for yourself and saying, no, I am worth more than that. Yeah, well, that is that is the rite of passage. I think that so many of us are going through right now. Yeah, it is a journey. And it is one that I needed literally my hand held through it because it was so hard because I had literally defined my worth on what I had built around me and had told myself, well, I have to, I'm also the victim, right? I have to do this because I have loans to pay back. And so there's no other way, right? So again, it was literally like releasing that story that I kept telling myself and back to the story, I am not my story nor do I need to keep telling myself this story and just not, and then releasing what others thought about me in that process. And that was what, what you cared about, right. About other people's perception. Right. Right. I didn't, you know, I had to release what my husband thought about me. I had to release what my family thought about me, what my coworkers thought about me, what my mentees thought about me, who saw me as this leader and successful businesswoman, who was also a mother and, all of these things, right? It was like, I had to just let that all go and then step in away from it, literally make the declaration that says, I do not want this. I mentioned that, but it was very difficult. But it, 
the thing about the difficultness, right? You need to start replacing it with something that lights you up, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Replacing it, and you talked about the love and the freedom, bringing it into the home. So that's what got me through. It was what excites me about life right now. What lights me up, right? What lights me up? My my daughter and my husband, and the journey we've been through, and how much we love each other, right? Mm-hmm. Going on, you know, mini vacations together, or being out in nature in the woods, like that lights me up, right? And then being in this community and sharing my story and talking, holding space for other women who are in that place of telling themselves the story and can't get out of it, right? Um, and just me being like, I know I've been there. You're, you do it. You're not. There's nothing wrong with you. Right. Right. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with you, and it's it's coming, it's coming to terms with that. And that can and that can be hard. That can be hard to actually to believe that. Um, so, you know, I, you're, you're spot on with saying the work is so difficult and it's, but it is so worth it. It's worth feeling that discomfort, but I just want to take a moment and celebrate you with how far you've come, um, and not letting the trauma that you had as a childhood really define who you are and your worth and coming to the realization that you're so much more than, than that and what that was and that experience, because that's what it was. It was an experience and it's. And it's a part of you there, but it doesn't define your worth or your value. Yes. And what you're saying right there. And so thank you. And I received that because for so long, I couldn't receive that. Right. And I couldn't celebrate myself. So now that's part of how we bring freedom and love into our home is celebrating those wins, the big ones and the small ones. Right. It doesn't matter how small they are. Flipping that, that dial from for me to I get to do this and I get to celebrate being here it just brings in that energy of creation and love and when you continue to develop that energy of creation and love that's when you have freedom right that's when you can build from that place you might still not know exactly what it is you want that's okay too and that's okay just be here with yourself and your family and, and trusting, that. right? And trusting, you know, you might not have the answers now, but trusting that things will, things, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm just a, such a believer that things happen for a reason. And so I, it's such a huge part of trust, self-trust and trusting um, that the universe has your back and trusting that you're putting out the energy you need to put out for it to come back and kind of, um, you know, listen and come back and give and just, you know, give it back to you. It might not be how you expect yeah. it, but it always comes back and works for you, right? And that's, that's a type of releasing and surrendering as well, right? I'm not going to try to define what it is the universe is, you know, putting before me, right? Exactly. It's not going to look like what you think it's going to look like. But when you get too rigid and too tied to what it is that you think you need, like, you're going to fail, right? Because it's never what you think you need. Because that anger is so deep. It is deep. So deep. It's so deep. And it's not just ours. And we keep coming back to that. But it's the collective. It's everything that's going on right now. It's our partner. It's our children. It's our parents who were not given the freedom to express their anger. Right? And so we're relearning in a new way. This is pioneering stuff. 
it is pioneering and it's breaking even just it's it's the cultural beliefs too and it's breaking through that and um and those generational patterns you know what you're doing right now is such a beautiful example to your daughter and um you know i want to honor that too because you said earlier you know when when you had your when you had your daughter you felt like can i can i do this um and and look at you and look at what you're doing it's such a beautiful thing such a beautiful thing and and to be aware of that and mindful of it that's what lights me up right it's the mindfulness and it's that awareness of the energy and how it impacts you and that's what i love sharing not only with other women but with my daughter with your daughter right? especially right I, yeah. i'm just like wow i'm amazed at her like she can sit down and do a meditation when she's stressed and the breath work no problem I didn't have those tools when I was a child. And you said she's seven right now. She's Is seven that what you years said? old, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And you're setting that example for her. You're setting the example of the safe space and um and how to take that 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 you time. Take that time and and just be, right? And just be with yourself. That's so amazing. I love that you're doing that. So yeah. that kind of can dovetail a little bit here into energy. I really want to tap into a little bit about energy because I know that that's something that you're into right now. Um, it's something that you call energy currency. And um, you said something too at the beginning of our conversation. You said that a lot of what you realized was that you were really kind of carrying uh, the energy of people around you. And so I want to know a little bit about that kind of the energy currency, what you're, what you're working on today. And, um, yeah, talk a little bit about that and, and just what that, what that means and how you're using that to transmute that anger now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I recognize that energy is such a buzzword today. And I actually think that's a beautiful thing. Right. And as I just said, like I wasn't aware of these things when I was a child or maybe I was. And it was just so innate and inherent that I took it for granted. Right. But you close off that part of yourself. Right. Because we're taught, we're schooled to just focus on the physical. Right. It's like physical, mental game. That's all there is. And if there's something wrong with you, it's mental. So fix your mental. Like there was no other way. Discuss, right. And then the only path out of that is well, I got to distract myself and drink, right? I'm just going to just avoid it. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't work, right? So yeah, it was for me, it was really getting quiet. It was the mindfulness, but then actively studying. Um, for me, it was Reiki. The path that cracked me open was Reiki, and which I thought was like woo-woo nonsense, right? When I stepped into it. But when I actually, what it was, it was like, okay, put your hands on your stomach and sit there for 20 minutes. Put your hands on your heart and sit there for 20 minutes. Put your hands on your head, sit there for 20 minutes and feel the energy, right? And I'm like, this is stupid. Like, what am I doing, right? But I committed to doing that for an hour a day, right? And it was, first, it was just a month. Okay, everyone, like, in a group, right? Everyone do that for an hour a day. We're going to come back and talk about our experience. And it's slowly in the practice of being mindful and paying attention to the energy around you that you become more sensitive to it, right? Mm. And what I also learned is, uh, it turns out I'm actually really highly sensitive to begin with. And I didn't understand that about myself either, right? And so that's where I was absorbing energy, both the energy of others, um, and then learning the distinction between it. Because it was that moment of being able to transmute 
and push back the energy of others and just playing that game, right? Testing it out. What happens? So that person's angry over there. I'm just going to like put a bubble around myself and not allow that to touch me. What happens? And then you feel a little bit later and you're like, oh, like that person's angry. All of a sudden I'm not. Yeah. Isn't that interesting, right? And paying attention and being curious about the subtleness of these, this ability to transmute energy and anger. And I just, it, it rolled from there, right? I just became more curious and more curious. And then all of a sudden realized I could transfer energy on Zoom to groups of women in circle. And we could all experience, right? A similar path in a similar setting, right? And just like experimenting with, with that um, became fascinating to me. And the energy, so the energy currency is really just combining my kind of like passion and my experience with finance, right? I'm a finance professional and this work in energy, right? And so energy currency is the flow of energy, right? That flows through all of us. It can be, right? It can be exchanged. It can be bought and sold, right? It is a form of, of, of currency in itself. And so when you start to think about energy like money, like currency, how does it change your view, right, of how you you honor that, right? You honor the boundaries around yourself to feel good, right, in a way that actually takes very little effort when you put your, you know, you're mindful about it. And so I'm, I'm fascinated by this topic. And so that's been my, my area of deep research and study. And then the writing that I am pulling forth today, because I, I want to share this. Right? I want others yes. to know that you can transmute energy, you can use it to your benefit, right? And then you can, you know, pull yourself out of these difficult situations. That is so incredible. And I, before having this conversation with you, before, you know, we chatted about having a conversation today, you mentioned um, energy currency, and I had never heard of that before. And even just how, you know, I've always heard energy is contagious, but I, I love what you're saying about um, use it like currency and really let that kind of, like you said, like you can, you can kind of like buy and sell it and you can decide what energy you want to take on and what you want to let go of. Um, is that something that you work with today? as as a profession or is that something um that you kind of have a desire to do tell us a little bit about what you've got coming yeah um and um, today i am definitely in, still in transition right i am in, i'm a consultant right so my passion is is, is assisting organizations with with their finances and getting them settled into a place of security right so it's like financial crisis management um, so that's something I'm really passionate about. I'm able to leverage all of these skills that I've built up over the years on just being really grounded and centered and bringing positive energy to difficult financial situations. Um, the interest right now is primarily writing and sharing the writing and then peer mentorship, right? So I offer uh, mentorship and support um, to women who are just learning, right? How to be vulnerable, but interested in this kind of woo space of both energy and then just not sure how to tap into it or learn more about it. Um, and there's a lot of nonsense out there, right? So I'm very grounded. The people mm -hmm. that are usually finding me, they're like, wow, you're really taking this in a place that's useful, right? For your life. And I can learn from that, right? And so those are usually the women that I attracted, that are attracted to me in my, in the mentorship and support that I provide. That is incredible. And I love that we have expanded on that conversation just inside of our community too. 
Um, I think it's just so important to bring awareness around that. I, I love that. Um, so I think this has just been a wonderful conversation and we can keep going. I would love to be able to um, have my listeners reach out to you if you're willing to that. Where uh, where can they find you? Are you active on social media? And um, yeah. uh, and if you do have a blog, share that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my blog is actually called Energy Currency and there's a link in my Instagram um, page where I'm fairly active. Um, I share about finance and energy and financial freedom quite often. Um, it's Eat Food, Eat Food. That's C-E-E, Eat Food. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll share it in the link of the, the podcast. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm, I'm interested in engaging with um, other leaders and folks that um, want to bring this message out to their um, communities um, and come together and learn more about energy currency. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kristen. It has really been such an honor having you. I'm so happy that you came on um, and just were vulnerable to share your story. I think a lot of my listeners will really enjoy hearing about it and can relate to it. Um, And I just, yeah, I can't thank you enough. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Kim. And congratulations on the podcast. And thank you so much for giving space and voice to this beautiful topic. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here and for listening to another episode of Redefining Anger. If this resonated with you in any way, I would be so grateful if you would share this episode or the podcast with a friend, a family member, anyone that you believe may benefit from it also. If you want to stay connected, you can find me on Instagram at runningongrit at running.on.grit and follow along my journey. Do you have a story to share, a voice that's aching to be heard? Send me a DM and let's get a conversation going. My information can also be found in the show notes. I look forward to connecting with you.